Report. Neil Armstrong may have seen extraterrestrials on the moon. When he spies a discernible shape. That's one small step for man. One giant leap for mankind. You can deny all the things I've seen, all the things I've discovered, but not for much longer. Because too many others know what's happening out there. And no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Full Spectrum Universe. My name is Rob Yox. We have an amazing show for you today. We have one of my personally favorite people on this planet, a gentleman by the name of Aggie Nost. He is part of Broadcast Team Alpha. He is also a researcher a international speaker and acclaimed author. He has experienced more levels on this planet than I have. Uh, hopefully this, this, year, this week will bring us into level 40 very, very soon. And uh, without further ado, I'm going to bring on Aggie. Aggie, how are you today, my friend? I'm doing wonderful. Just don't know any other way to do it. So I'll keep doing that. Excellent. Excellent. I'm so excited that you're here. Me and Aggie just did a conference together called Forgery Unmasked or Summit, shall I say, with 28 speakers reigning over three days. What a uh, marathon it was. But I, I was must have been digesting information for about seven days still after the fact of like I'm still in the process of going through all the clips and, and really absorbing everything. I mean, it was such a fantastic thing. Oh, yes. I tell you, those three days, they, uh, they re-educated me on a lot of things. Some of it we already knew, but we needed to hear it again because now we remember it a lot better. And the education that we got there, I, uh, it, it is beyond imagination because there are some researchers here that has gone the length and really gotten the information from the universe and brought it back to us where we cannot find it in writing even. So this is, that was wonderful. It was, you know, and one of the things that popped in my head too is like the saying that your mother used to say to you, you still have yet to learn the things that I have forgotten. Because all those things that resurged after you like actually go through the topic again and you're like, oh my God, I do remember that. Holy cow. You know, after you've, stared into the into the book and the abyss for so long it just you know everything starts to come back after a while and yeah. you know uh, I, I aggie has written multiple books uh this gentleman is super high frequency he is high frequency intellectual which is something that's right up my alley i love talking to people like you aggie you have no idea we could literally sit here and talk about everything and anything so with that being said what are some of the topics that you want to talk about today Oh, well, <clears throat> we can pretty much go anywhere, but I know there's two things that uh, people like us, especially people maybe a little bit more, I don't want to use the word old, but chronologically advanced, um, they're interested in. And that is the fact that uh, one of them is that 
In 2009, three doctors got the Nobel Prize for discovering an enzyme that reverses the aging process, and nobody told us. Now, now that is worth listening to because, uh, yeah, I want to cover that and actually explain how this can be done. It can be simple, but uh, nobody seems to know about it, and it's kind of like a black hole right there. Nobody dare to talk about it because it doesn't fit the agenda. But I want to wait with this and towards the end of the show because there's something else that is just as important, and I think maybe even more important, that is understanding who we are, what we are, what is the universe around us, and how do we fit into that plan, and maybe what is the plan for us for being here. Now, that could boggle the mind a little bit, too. So, do you think that'll work? Absolutely. I think that that is exactly where we need to go, and I think that you are right on the money. There is so many different things at play sometimes it's hard for us to figure out or decide where our place is you know and one of the ways that we accelerate finding our place is you know examining experience from different sides your experiences my experiences everybody's experiences try and show us and help us to find those those paths or the things that we need to do to recognize to maintain our status within this universe you know, yeah. every, it's, it's for everybody. The status is one of the most important things that people see. But we're not talking about status on a superficial level. There's a status on a universal level is where is it, it's a lot different. And we're, I think we can go into that a little bit, too. But, you know, just for the people who may not know you like myself, Aggie, tell us how you got started in this industry of researching and, and uh, speaking and putting on these classes that you put on that are mastermind classes Everybody should go check out Aggie's website and uh, essentially take these classes. I've heard nothing but great things. I myself am going to take part, hopefully, in a class sometime soon. And, I mean, this is incredible. I just, you know, give the people a little bit of your backstory. Oh, boy. It, uh, I guess it started back in the dark ages, back in Europe, uh, when uh, – <clears throat> I, you know, I grew up on a farm back there, and, you know, you have a lot of freedom on the farm, so I, uh, you know, got to study, and and uh, I always was a little different in my thinking, and uh, I started looking into science a little bit early, and uh, I actually, at the age of about 11 or 12, I built a UFO detector that I actually got to work, and uh, I saw things in the sky, you know, three times that shouldn't be there. And that just really fueled the fire. You know, what is that? And uh, I started going after that. And then beyond that, I went to into hypnosis and developing the um, curiosity of the mind and start developing the mind to do things that normally other people couldn't do. And uh, I, at the age of 25, I came to the United States to become a commercial pilot. And I did that. I... Uh, I got all the licenses that you can get, except uh, I never got into the big airplanes like the Boeing 747s and so on. We had, me and a partner had a flight school, an international air taxi and an air carrier, but we were mostly um, with freight and smaller airplanes, uh, turboprops, King Airs and stuff like that. But on the other hand, I started uh, after I quit flying, I started uh, researching the mind. 
and I was teaching a mind development course called Zox Pro Training, where we actually are able to teach people how to assimilate information from a book at the rate of uh, <clears throat> 50 to 100,000 words per minute with 95% retention. And yeah, it can be done. Wow. So uh, <clears throat> that's something to uh, think about. And beyond that, I, uh, I was practicing hypnosis and uh, also we got into astral travel and uh, I started doing radio shows, being a guest on radio show first and also on TV shows in Omaha. And from there on, I moved to Tucson and I ended up uh, hosting and producing two TV shows in Tucson and also ended up with some radio shows of my own. And here I am again, you know, doing the same thing because it is so fun that uh, I really enjoy it because I get to spread some of the truth and education that is hard to get your hands on otherwise. Well, I agree with that. And that's that's one of the biggest things I think us as broadcasters or podcasters, whatever you want to claim us or call us, uh, we are here to just throw this information out there. And if it sticks to the wall with some people, usually they come back because it's fascinating because we take our time and present it in a way that's digestible. And some of it is very difficult work. But when we translate it down into the words that need to be said and the things that need to be heard, it sticks. And then the people that it sticks for, they do their own research and start going down some of the same places or same avenues that we have. You know, we can call it a rabbit hole or an avenue, whatever the case may be. But, you know, it, one of the things that, that personally I love is history and coinciding history with today because they always say that if you know your history you can almost predict or be prepared for the future because history is a pattern and it repeats itself just like it's the planet has a pattern evolution has a pattern you know and there's so many things like i said at the summit that we touched on guys you can still get tickets for the summit as well if you haven't gotten it yet go to forgery on mass and you can unlock the key to the universe essentially absolutely and uh, some of this information and this truth out there is so well hidden, it's hard to get your hands on. And <clears throat> that's the advantage with us because we find the speakers that know some of that information and truth and we bring it forward. Without people like us, maybe nobody would know except for the guys that did the research. And we're, we're, we're helping in a good way and I feel good about that. Absolutely. And, and imagine that it was only those people who actually did the research that would try and get the stuff out. I, I could only I couldn't even fathom what the world would be like without people that were spreading information, because, you know, one of the people that uh, I, I mean, what your work is, is has set foundations for so many people after yourself, yeah. like myself, to be able to to facilitate this need for information too and finding the right stuff to look at and some of the right ways to go about it and presenting it. So I commend you, sir. And oh. also, like I said, with the mastermind classes, you're literally helping people on a personal level and, and a mental level too. And that to me is super admirable and we need more <laughs> Aggie Nosts out there. That's for sure. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah, and uh, we'll uh, we'll give the listeners uh, the link here to uh, participate in this mastermind if they would like to later on. But let's see if we can really uh, blow somebody's mind here because 
science now is coming around to the fact that the world is not as we have been told. It's totally different if it even exists at all. Now, quantum mechanics is coming around to that, uh, especially uh, theoretical physicists now, they are set, telling us that we live in a self-aware, holographically generated and mind-created universe. Boy, that's a long one. Uh, let's, uh, let's see if I can say that again. There's some science behind this, and we live in a self-aware, holographically generated and mind-created universe. And there really is some science behind that, because theoretical physicists are now coming out and saying that, wait a minute, Newtonian physics are missing some things here. And uh, there is a theoretical physicist, his name is James Gates. And he says that his equations on the blackboard using the principles of quantum mechanics, he says that deep in the equations explaining the fundamental particles of the universe, the fabric of space, they find computer language. Ones and zeros and concepts representing ones and zeros. So that tells us also that there's a computer somewhere. There's an intelligence behind this. And the intelligence may be whatever it is in form of computer language. And uh, this, uh, in the, these particles and the equations that are representing these particles, he says, is too symmetrical and too organized. It cannot be by random. And these particles representing the fabric of space, we are made of those particles because we are within this fabric of space. So if we are made of those particles, everything around us is as a whole a computer program. And I understand that. <clears throat> I'm more concerned about who's sitting at the computer. Wouldn't yeah. that be a good question? Yeah. <laughs> now, what also uh, quantum mechanics is coming around to the fact that, yes, there's an intelligence behind this universe that we are in. But our universe that we create here, the guy at that computer is us. Though we are using a computer program that is universally accepted. That's the master plan or the universal mind that has a common set of principles that we are using that computer program creating everything around us as a hologram projected by our mind into our existence around us. And everything happens around you in your life, you created somehow. 
Now, this one is hard to wrap our head around, but I have an analogy that can probably explain it a lot more simple. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. It will explain it fairly well. I am a hypnotist. If I put you in a soft chair and talk to you for about 10 minutes and tell you that when you wake up, you're going to see an elephant standing next to you in the room. So when I snap my finger, bring you back out, you're going to see that elephant. You can reach out and touch the snout on that elephant. You can feel the rough skin in your hand. You can hear him breathing. You can smell him. But there is a problem. I can't see that elephant because there is no elephant there. But you can see him. You can feel him. That elephant is absolutely real to you. But it's not to me because I can't see it. So now the question becomes, that elephant is real to you. What happened? Did your real world go away? Because that elephant is there, but its I can't see it, so it's not there for me. What's the difference between that world with the elephant in it and the other world you have before the elephant? What is the difference? Is there any? Any difference? Well, no, there isn't. In the only difference is that one of these existences is more lasting, longer lasting, and more persuasive, more predominant in your life because you have decided that it should be. If you kept reinforcing the elephant long enough, that elephant will become real to you. Doesn't that tell you that your mind can create a reality around you that does not exist, but is appearing real to you? That is what we have done in our daily life. We have created this thing around us. We put stuff in it that our mind has created, and we are living it. Now the question is, we are predominantly negative in our mind, most people. We are saying, oh, we're worrying about things that could happen, but usually won't. And why don't we keep creating things that we do want in our life, positive things. And there is a language for us to do that. If we, well, let's first say, whatever we have around us created in our existence is on the basis of what we allow to fester in our mind. And also there's a mind here in the heart. There's a small brain in the heart actually with 75,000 neurons that creates emotion and all kinds of other good things. Now, if we start creating good things in our life here, <clears throat> it will start manifesting itself outside of us also. 
but that language to create that is not a language of words it's a spiritual language a quantum language that is a language of emotion vivid colorful images love gratitude for already having something that we don't necessarily have physical yet but we have it here we walk around in it and live it because the subconscious mind doesn't know and does not distinguish between something that it imagines and something that is real physically so we can create this image of what we want to have happen in our life in colorful images with emotion love and colorful images we place that into the future somewhere at a time coded event and now every day we go back and forth and visit that thing that we created And as we do every day, we lay down small, a very tiny attractor strings to it outside of the physical. Those strings will draw us up that timeline into that thing in the future that we created in our mind. And let's say we placed it at a New Year's party where people are standing around toasting this thing that you have accomplished. When that New Year's party come around, if you also help do whatever you can to make this thing happen, as well as you build it in your mind, strong with more detail and more power, more intention, more colorful images. When that New Year party happen, you can just walk into it and it is yours. That's how the mind works. The super successful people of the world, that's how they do it. I was sitting in the back of the airplane of a billionaire back in Omaha here many years ago, and he said one thing. I don't start anything new unless I build it in my mind first. That's how they do it. Why should not we do the same thing? I agree with that. And that is one of the things that's just amazing. There's so many things that you said right there that are profound in itself, right? We always hear this saying, trust your heart, not your head. Yeah. And now you're saying that there's 75 neurons within the heart that is actually working as a brain. So that actually, that's actually, it means so much more now knowing that information. And this is one of the subtle things that I personally love you know we hear these things and they trigger these thoughts and we have to explore these thoughts and i'm sure you know one of the things i'm this is the mastermind connection it sounds like this is some of the stuff that you talk about where you're essentially manifesting what you want to happen and you're using those strings to draw those events to happen at a later date and anybody who wants to take part in in algae's mastermind connection you have to email the mastermind connection at gmail.com to get the zoom link. And I suggest that everybody does because even if you take away just the ability to think ahead 10 steps and put those 10 steps together in a way 
that are attainable and congruitable, you can have everything that you've ever wanted with life. Like you said, the most successful people use this vehicle to propel themselves into these situations that they ultimately prosper from. And, you know, some people are worried about money, too. But most of the people like me and Algie are worried about that spiritual growth. And this is a place where you'll find that spiritual growth. Absolutely. And uh, this mastermind connection at gmail.com. Send us an email and I'll get you the link because we do these kinds of things every Sunday. And we do things on Monday and Wednesday also. And you'll get information about that. This is something that Nori Love and I put together a little over a year ago. And we have done some incredible things with it. And uh, if I told you some of it, you probably wouldn't believe it anyway, because it defies the laws of physics. You see, the mastermind, the definition of a mastermind is when two or more minds are united in harmony, they create a third mind that has the potential mind power of the two or more of them multiplied by each other. If a thousand people get together and concentrate on one thing that they want to have happen, it is no longer just a thought. It is now an energy, a creative energy. And you have a thousand times a thousand that makes a million minds of creative energy focused in one direction. And I tell you, that is very powerful. Absolutely. And, you know, there are, there's actually evidence of this throughout. And I said this during the summer, too. There's evidence of this on a ton of different avenues, right? Yep. So we look at religious faith and religious faith has people pray in congregation when they pray and put their intentions into a congregation. That's when sometimes miracles happen or, you know, things are swayed for a different position than they are now. I mean, there's so many different there's so many different ways we could talk about it. That's just an example. But this is essentially a spiritual way to focus yourself, focus your energy, and then, like I said, achieve the things that you want because you are blending with all these people who are going to help your intent and keep your focus moving forward at the same time too. It's a it's brilliant. That's brilliant, Aug. It's brilliant. I yeah. I think it's amazing. What you just said, though, is exactly right, because if a congregation get together in prayer, let's say they pray for someone or they pray for something to happen, they create a form of mastermind and they join minds towards that one end, that purpose. And that becomes powerful. It sure is. It sure is. I mean, there's it, and and Nori, Nori is a, an amazing person too. Uh, tell us a little bit about Broadcast Team Alpha and how that came together as well. You guys do a show that is a podcast slash broadcast. Yeah, Broadcast Team Alpha. We've been doing that for oh gosh, a couple of years or at least. Um, and uh, we are uh, we set it up. So you know, the thing is that us as show hosts, we don't get enough airtime a lot of times. You may have noticed that for yourself. There's things that you want to say, but you just can't say it because you got guests on. So that's why we do both guests and we do shows of our own to get our message out. 
And uh, by doing that, we we got a lot of shows on there, broadcastteamalpha.com. And uh, just go there and uh, scroll down into the uh, shows and you will find uh, a lot of interesting stuff. Two of them, two documentaries that Nori and I did. We, uh, we One is called the Mars Pictures and the other one is the Moon Pictures. And it shows you what NASA has brought down in pictures and they haven't told anybody. There is things and people both on Mars and the moon and I got pictures of it there and uh, and also if you're going to the the uh, picture gallery there is 5,000 some pictures of things that really should not exist but it does that's incredible that's incredible and that's one of the things about a show too is you guys get to explore so many different subjects too you know and uh you know, Augie has asked me to come on broadcast team alpha and uh, I'm going to let you know right now we're you guys are going to get plenty of airtime because we're just going to go back and forth like a regular conversation like we're having now. It's going to be incredible. I love I love talking to you. And, and Nori is, is a special person as well. She is amazing. She's yeah. amazing. And the things that she does, too, is just incredible. So, guys, definitely go to broadcast team alpha dot com and check this out. If you haven't already, I'm sure you're already there. A lot of it's funny because a lot of our audiences all they're all pulled together because they're seeking the same types of knowledge that we all kind of touch on, you know, and yeah. I think that it's incredible, incredible. And uh, some of the things you do, like I said, with this mastermind connection and then bringing the information to the people. I mean, it's it. There's there's this time in everybody's life, right, where they feel like they have to do something like this. What was that moment for you that you felt like, you know what, I really have to start putting this out there in a show or uh, in uh, presentations and docu- in documentaries so people can get this information. What was that one spark to you that, that was the linchpin that offset that motion and process? I think uh, the media part of what I've been doing, that came from back in Omaha, Nebraska, when um, I was kind of doing a study group there. And one of our friends, he worked for a TV station. And he said, hey, uh, there is this anniversary of the United Nation coming up here. And that was in uh, 1997, I think. And uh, he says, uh, we need to have a, a contrarian view of what the UN is. Do you want to talk about it? And I said, sure. You know, So he came over and we set it up in our living room. And I did about a five-minute talk on the UN, what the real purpose of the UN is and what they have done that the media do not cover, like one world government and uh, even all the way back into Katanga when the UN with blue helmet, they were driving down the street and killing everybody on the sidewalks. That was when Katanga with went down the tubes and a new country emerged because the UN wanted some puppet in there instead of the one that had freedom for their people. Now, the UN is a strange organization and I got a little bit of a flack for that. But I I tell you, it woke me up to the fact that people need to hear the other side of the story. So I started doing radio interviews and uh, I didn't have any shows of my own back in Omaha, but after I got to Tucson, uh, three months later, I ended up with a TV show. So from there on, it went, you know, 
That's incredible too. Yeah, no, and that's the thing too is one, just like what I'm doing with preparing a full spectrum network website, where we're going to take on mainstream media. It's going to be the alternative to left or right type of politics, and just give facts, not so much op eds on where I think it should align. Just essentially documenting the, the the factual evidence and what we have to put forward as opposed to giving my conjecture to that argument. And if we do something that has pertaining to an argument, we're going to do both sides within the same article. So yeah. people can make their own assumptions and not be told what to think or how to think it. They can get the facts, get the situation and say, okay. And it's almost going to be like a question at the end. So what, what do you think? You know what I mean? Like that. And and I think that there needs to be more of that out there. I know you guys do that all the time, too. And it's, you know, the evidence is the evidence. It's hard to bury things that shouldn't be buried. And eventually, it like, this is two sayings. Everything comes to the light. And if it doesn't come out in the wash, it'll come out in the rinse. So eventually, it's going to come to the surface. We just want to be on the precipice of it. And try and give it to you before somebody else tells you that's going to sway it by perception and how they want to control that information, I guess we could say. And, uh, yeah, it's something I try and pride myself on, too. And I think that that journalistic type of integrity is what's lacking in actual journalism and media today. And we, we, need, to str- we need to get back to this, this place where we can have open forms of discourse and talk. And people not get so offended by things because that's not you're not when you get offended, that's an emotional reaction. You're not truly absorbing what the other person says. And I think that that within that soup, we have lost the noodles, I guess. So that chicken fell out that fell out of the soup bowl a long time ago. We need to get it back in there, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we got to We got to keep refilling the soup. You know, we just got to keep doing it because we're on the front line of many of these things and uh, people look to us for information and uh, if they um, if they get it that is great if they don't get it maybe a month later they'll get it so it's kind of like a salesperson you gotta ask for the order at least three times first time people say no second time they say no but the third time, they might just, well, maybe he's got a point. I think I'll do it. So we got to do the same. We got to keep putting the truth out there. And maybe they don't buy it the first time. But if the second time or third time or fifth time, they may realize that, you know, he's on to something. There's something here. And I agree. I was a car salesman on and off for about 15 years. So mm. I know all about that. And, I, yeah. you know. <laughs> It's a it's a tough game. It's a tough game to to get into, but I you know what I, this is one of the things I like to say too is that I suggest if so if you have an opinion, make a show, get it out there. You never know who's willing to listen or who wants and needs that information that you can affect. Because I I feel that even if we affect one to two people every time we come on air with something different, so they can actually go and find the information for themselves, or we spark an interest where they go back to those researching phases and try and figure out what's going on themselves. I, I, I really do. I hope that that's what we do. And I try and strive for that too, where, you know, we, we get people back to doing their own analysis so they can figure it out for themselves because that critical thinking step is another thing that we lack uh, among society. We get force fed these things and people just take it at face value. 
I've never taken anything at face value. I come from New York. And if you start taking things at face value, you're going to end up in some really seriously bad situations yeah. somewhere down the line, whether you want to or not, you know? Yeah. And those bad situations, they arise from the fact that we are living in a totally locked down, controlled society. Right. And right. I am a study of a student of history too. I've gone back and read a lot, even back to the Sumerian tablets. And I see that back 35,000 years ago, there's no difference. It was totally controlled by the Anunnaki back then. <clears throat> and all the way up to today. And unless things changes, it's going to be an even worse controlled society very soon. Absolutely. So we got to do, and controlled society, here we go. Uh, I mentioned at the beginning here that uh, there is a way to reverse the aging process. Yes. And uh, nobody seems to know about it because nobody hardly talks about it. There are doctors out saying, oh, we got some new research and uh, this is going to get expensive and so on. Yeah, nothing will surface unless the establishment can make money on it. And uh, as I said in the beginning of the show, there were three doctors that got the Nobel Prize for discovering this enzyme that reverses the aging process. And it is actually fairly simple. And this should be the most highly publicized medical news this millennia. But I don't hear about it much. Why do you think that is? Well, <laughs> Imagine that we can see what would happen to Social Security and the pension programs if people quit dying, right? I wouldn't be very well for those uh, programs because <clears throat> they would have to probably replenish them. Otherwise, they get depleted. And this is not just me saying this. Go to the Nobel Committee's website. Go to 2009. Scroll down again to medical submissions and read the papers. You're going to like it. Because in there, they show how this is possible. Now, they did the initial research were done on mice. But since later on, this was in 2009, uh, 12 years ago. <laughs> and... Uh, a lot of under, ex, you know, extra understanding and more development now has happened. So it's been a lot more understanding of how we can do this and be more effective than even back then. Somewhere in those papers, there is a phrase that one of the doctors said. If we have, and that's, I think I can quote it. If we have enough of this enzyme in our body, there would be no reason why anybody could would need to die from old age anymore. Now, that's powerful. And uh, I know enough about the Nobel Committee. Uh, they are in Oslo, Norway, where they give these things out. And I'm from Norway, so I've I been reading a lot about them back there. <clears throat> and the thing about it is, the Nobel Committee, <clears throat> they are so stringent excuse me, that if they find anything wrong in any of the papers submitted, they will throw out the whole thing. 
So they found that when they made that statement, there was actually science behind it. And uh, I am doing this and it seems to work for me. I, uh, five years ago, but that was before I started doing this uh, particular program that I'm doing now. I started to look a little ragged. I had some gray hair and, uh, you know, well, I was I starting to look ragged, especially the last year. I have improved a lot, I feel. I don't have much for gray hair anymore and some of the wrinkles are going away. So at 75, I think I'm doing all right. And... Uh, now they find I found some really old people. And yeah, I know you're waiting for the word of for the name of this enzyme. I'm gonna tell you now. It's called telomerase. Telomerase, maybe I, I don't know how you would pronounce it. That could be different ways. But hang on to that name and I'll tell you more about that later. I found some really old people though. Uh, one of them was a university professor that came from China to New York to on an exchange program in, back in the mid-1950s. He uh, went out for dinner with some colleagues one time, and he got food poisoning and died. He ended up at the morgue. They got through his papers, and they called the ambassador and said, hey, there's something wrong here. This guy is 154 years old. That can't be. And the ambassador said, yes, he is. And they asked the ambassador, how can that be? And the ambassador told them, first of all, he, he did not believe he could ever die. And secondarily, he only eat Chinese herbs and berries for food. I can understand how he <laughs> croaked from the New York diet. But on the other hand, that tells you something. And then I found another guy. The government verified his age. Li Xing Yuan. He was a martial arts instructor for the Chinese army for as long as anybody ever could remember. And he died from an accident at 256. And uh, for those of you out there, researchers, go ahead and Google the 256-year-old man. And you can read about him. In fact, uh, a few years after he died, the New York Times found out about it. And they had a reporter in Japan at the time. So they sent that reporter to China to investigate this. And they went to the village where Li Xing Yuan lived. And they talked to the people there, his relatives and some of them. And they proved to him that, yeah, this is true. And they showed, <coughs> they showed the reporter documents from the government letters from the government actually congratulating him on his 200th birthday and a 250th birthday and his there was some other papers birth records and so on that was written into the time when he was born back in 1670 something so yeah these things happen but they live different than we do they don't subscribe to the western diet and uh, see, science know the cause of death. Why do we age and why do we die? The science know. They figured it out. 
That started back with the genome project in the 90s. But it has been a lot more understanding since then. The genetics is not that important. It's the mind that controls the genetics that is really important. That is one of the reasons why the ambassador said he did not believe he could ever die. That is a very important part of it. Because we can get to that point also. If we know this is possible and we start doing what it takes in order to stop or even reverse the aging process. And if we believe that strongly enough, we can actually do that. And I want to talk about the causes for aging and death. Because first of all, <clears throat> there's only one cause for the aging eventual death. And that is, there's many uh, contributory causes to that, but only one cause that actually causes that to happen. And that is the shortening of the telomeres at the end of the chromosomes inside your cells. The telomeres are a little hardened portion at the end of the chromosome, somewhat similar to the tip of a shoelace that is hardened so you can thread that to the shoe and tie your shoes together. And uh, when the cells divide, every time they divide, the telomeres are getting shorter and shorter and shorter and shorter until there is nothing left. And when they get to the point where there is very little left, then the, sh the end of the chromosome start fraying and the cells are no longer able to replicate themselves. And you get stuck with old cells in the body. You get more and more of the old dyed cells. And you start looking older and older and you become older and older physiologically with more and more dead cells in your body and you get too many of them and you eventually will die. If the telomeres at the end of the chromosome are stopping itself from being shorter or even lengthening, which you can do, then the cells will be able to replicate themselves and now you get new cells and you can maintain the, a younger body or maintain the way you are or even become younger physiologically. Uh, this is a phenomenal concept and it is very possible. I wrote a book where I explain exactly how I'm doing this, what I'm doing here in the book. I have no shame. I got to show you. Spiritual science, higher conscious thinking, and how to access the universal consciousness. I explain what I'm doing in there. And there are several ways you can attack this challenge. And that is you can go and get the pharmaceutical now that says you can help the body build itself and create its own telomerase of the, the, uh, the enzyme. You can go out and get the uh, pharmaceutical TA-65. That is uh, said to do the same thing. And uh, it 
probably works. I've, I've researched and I found some people say, no, it didn't do a thing for me. And other people say it was wonderful. So the people that says it was wonderful, they probably believed it works. So I think it can be done. But it'll set you back about $400 or dollars for 350 for You can buy it on Amazon and different places. But I'm, I'm doing it the way Li Xing Yuan did that died at 256. And I'm doing it with Chinese herbs and diet and a mental condition of knowing that doing these things, I don't have to die from old age. I'm sure that we're nipping at the concept of immortality here, and I'm not so sure that can be done because sooner or later you're going to step in front of a bus at 60 miles an hour and all bets are off. But if I'm going to die and when I'm going to die, I'm going to make it my decision. I've done everything I want to do, so I'm ready to get out of here. It's going to be my decision. So now... I am doing it with herbs, and there are two herbs that is more important than any of the others. One of them is astragalus. Astragalus, that there is a lot of research behind that, that is found that uh, some of the research I read uh, <coughs> says that astragalus taking in the high doses work equally or even better than what the TA-65 will do. And another one is called Jiaogulan herb. In China, it is called the immortality herb. And this immortality herb, I buy it by the pound. So I take it in the morning, in the afternoon, in the evening, and yeah, I'm human. So there are times I forget I only ended up with two maybe or something. And there are times when I'm gone, I don't get nothing for three or four days. But if you're on this, don't beat so don't beat yourself up if you miss a day. It is okay. Just stay on it for the length of time. And uh, this is something that I do, and anybody else that starts doing this, they're going to discover another thing that is very important, that once you start reversing the aging process, all age-relating diseases will go away. Dementia, any other things that is related to aging will go away because your body becomes younger, you get a better immune system, and you become healthier. And I'm hoping this could make a little bit of sense to people. It makes a ton of sense to me, Augie. And if they, and again, we can revert back to history and look for the proof that with people who lived simpler lives or ate differently than we do now and had a higher consciousness as we know it because of their description and their stations in life, you know, of, of course they were either, uh, uh, some kind of royalty, and they had all of those avenues that they could do, we could look at the Bible itself, where people were living to 900 years old. We yeah. can go back to ancient Sumeria and the list of kings that were some, yes, extraterrestrial living for 20,000 years, 36,000 years. But when we go to the pharaohs of Egypt, they lived for a 1,000 years. 
before it was the end of their time. So we can look at all these different places where they've actually chronologically put this data down somewhere where we can look at it and say, look, these people live differently and they lived a whole lot longer than the life expectancy is supposed to be, even at this advanced future where it's only, what, 67 now as the average? That's actually down from 72 40 years ago, which makes no sense to me. But, you know, as we get more technologically advanced, you would think that we would live longer. But that's actually not the case. It's the less technologically advanced portion of our society for many, many thousands of years ago that actually lived quite a long, a lot longer than we do now. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And uh, it is. I'm buying these two herbs and I, I'm buying a lot more. I, I got a lot of other things that I take, but these two, I think the astragalus for a pound of it, I'm paying about 14 bucks and that lasts me uh, maybe close to a month. And the other one is probably about the same, maybe 15. So for about $30, less than 50 bucks a month, you can actually do this. Now that that's powerful, Absolutely. and uh, that's why I uh, I go into a lot of more detail in the book about uh, what I'm doing, and in there also I'm uh, teaching a lot of other things. I am sh I'm teaching people how to use their mind in ways that you normally would think would be impossible, and that's a a good thing. <laughs> Absolutely, I'm actually going to start getting onto this. So you're going to have to coach me a little bit to get it done and how you use these herbs. But you know, I'm like I said, I'm going to be 40 on April 12th. So now is that perfect time. I want to try and keep that younger form of my body. And it's crazy too because a lot of people since being locked in have slowly but surely felt the uh, the aging process catch up with them in a lot of ways. Because of the inactivity and, you know, the, the less contact and the mental, uh, the mental instability of being uh, away from society in that sense and not being able to communicate. Some people thrive off that. It's what makes them happy. So there was a lot of uh, emotional and mental issues with the lock in, but plus the physical issue. So I feel like now for me would be the perfect time to get on this yeah. and to do this. I should have been doing it since my 20s and I could have still looked like I'm 25. But, you know, 40, you're just a snot nosed kid. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. I, I, I still you know what? I'm still a kid at heart, too. So it's like yeah. I'm even further back than that, hopefully. But like it's, it is, you know, it is what it is. You know. But I mean, this has been an incredible amount of information, Augie, and, and I appreciate you for coming on and giving us all this amazing stuff. That enzyme and the telomeres is just, you know, they've. With the Genome Project, like you said, they figured out so much that they're just not putting forward. Yep. And you have to dig for that information yet again to figure out what the – they had a hypothesis and a theory, and they literally proved way past that theory of knowing exactly what was happening. They wanted to just figure out why, but they figured out the why, the how, and what way to stop it in a sense, which is why you see a lot of these elite families, these people live – god knows forever these people it seems like you know that you can't get rid of them if you wanted to like you said an accident's gonna have to take them out then they look rather old too but they're actually they could be older than they say they are as well there's a lot of deceit in there too but yeah. you know i mean you see these people with the abundance of wealth and 
they last for a very long time. And some of them don't, but, you know, the ones that are smart do, I guess we could say, to preface that properly. Yeah. Yeah. And when we uh, actually, we, we talked about the Genome Project, they did a phenomenal amount of work. They mapped the genetic structure of the human body. And of course, now we're using all of that for different other reasons that is very important. But they did come up with three things that was very uh, important. I have a document on um, one of the other computers somewhere uh, that they um, put together that was not published because I knew the second in command of that project and he sent it to me and he says, the, the uh, secret of immortality has been discovered. And uh, they, they said the three things that cause us to get old and die. And one of them is there's a nutritional deficiency because the human body is a self-correcting machine if we give it what it needs to replenish itself. And we never do because we go to the grocery store and buy pretend food with toxins in it. So we got to change our ways a little bit there. And the second one is a genetic disorder. The genetic disorder they talked about was two things. First of all, uh, there is uh, the lack of a... No, they talked about the shortening of the telomeres, but that was kind of in the passing. They didn't understand what that did. But they did talk about the fact that the, as we age, the drying up of the pituitary gland got to the point where it did no longer produce the amount of growth hormones that we need in order to uh, replenish the body. Now, the third one, that's going to upset some people. They said the third reason why we get old and die is because of religion. Now, don't run off yet. I'm going to explain this. Religion. Pretty much all religion tells us that as you get older, you're going to get old and you're going to die. That is a given. There's nothing that can change that. And when you get older, you start getting sick and you get pain in your joint, you lose your mind, you start forgetting stuff and you are miserable. You don't have any excitement in your life anymore. Religion tells you that when you die, you're going to go to this better place. And when you're sick and you're hurt everywhere, that better place is starting to look pretty good. So you start to draw yourself towards it and you die. Yeah, it's all about direction of thought. It's all about direction of thought. That's exactly what you were talking about with the with the mastermind connection is, you know, being able to to see it and, and achieve it and, you know, correcting that process that you think upon your own free will as opposed yeah. to thinking at, you know, the, the, the stigmas, the dogmas of society in that sense. And that's, you know, I, when you said something else before, too, it really sparked something in me, right? They say that the human brain is like a computer, right? So if you are actually on a computer, right, and you're looking at and you're saving all your pictures and your memories in that computer, you're on a computer while accessing this computer, while the uh, entire environment and the reality construct that we know is a binary code, which again, in turn, is a computer. So it's a computer within a computer within a computer. How many times removed from that actual computer do we get before we realize where we have to go as a as a species, as a intellectual conscious 
spiritual being to get out of that race and get out of that 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 exponential computer de-evolution i guess we could say yeah well there is a purpose for it all and a lot of people say that you know <clears throat> well you get born you grow up you live and you die what else what else is there well yeah there is something else. this is a purpose for where we came here we came here with some intentions of things that we wanted to accomplish because we made the agreement to do those things before we were even born but boy that's another another show because there's things going on on the other side of the veil before we were born that determines what we do here and uh, I have some memories of that. And that's why I can say it for me, at least, I, I know some of the things that I was supposed to do. And uh, I've done some of them, <laughs> not done yet. But there is a purpose for it. We come here to learn and grow physically. We don't come here to go to dinner, to go to work, accomplish things, make money and all these things, have stuff. No, we don't come here for that purpose. That is an, an extra that comes with our purpose. <clears throat> I get that. And, you know, the superficial things don't lead to happiness anyway. Right. It's always, it's always, you know, the thought process and getting, like one of the things, like I always say too, is when I, when I research, it's not about, it's not about so much finding that end fact or result. It's that whole journey of exploring all the different ways I can rabbit hole myself, shall we say, while on that process. You know, I find this information. Oh, where does that lead? Then I find that information. Where does that lead? And ultimately, we get to the end point. But, you know, uh, there is a great awakening happening now. And there are a ton of people who are getting on board with the the thought process of us being spiritual us frequency our frequency levels are rising and we are able to break this construct that has been around for at least 35,000 years that we know about talking from ancient Samaria to today and you know I think that it's it's a phenomenal thing and 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 I love listening to you talk like that too Augie I mean I just that information you give is gold it is gold we're coming up on the hour and uh, we're definitely going to have to do a part two, Augie, of this. Uh, we're we definitely going to have to because we touched on so many things that we could elaborate on. And I and I so want to give that to the people as well. Yeah. And uh, remember, when we, <clears throat> we were doing the conference and uh, we talked to Omar afterwards. And we talked about doing another conference where we actually involved astral travel and really out of the box. That's that going to be the be next one. That's going to be the next one. We're, we're focusing our energies on that right now. And hopefully in the next few weeks, we'll have some semblance of a plan of yeah. who and what and when to say. I know we're trying to see if we can get away from Crowdcast because of the yeah. technical issues and the glitches. But we may be doing this one where it's not so much of a... Uh, and we haven't decided whether it's going to be a paid event or a free event. Uh, I'm not sure yet. But we're going to figure it out and I know, I know you're going to be right there with us, Augie. It's going to be, it's going to be intense, intense. Yeah, yeah I, I don't really care because it's a labor of love for me. 
So whatever you guys decide on that one, I'm with you. I thank you, and I agree. I agree. It, all of it is a labor of love. The only reason why we do sometimes charge to get in is to pay for the expenses of putting it on. Other than that, we just want to make sure that everybody gets the info, you know. Yeah. And we we love everybody. And Augie, I love you to death, man. You're you're a good friend, and I hope our friendship keeps progressing to the future. Um, I can't wait to come and be on uh, broadcast team alpha, and uh, yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna put up the websites. Everybody, go please. And if you're interested in some of the things that Augie said today, which I'm sure you are, because I mean, who wouldn't be? Go to the Mastermind Connection at gmail.com. Email Augie about going to his uh, the Mastermind Connection. The, the classes that he gives on Sundays, get yourself involved, find your frequency and raise it. This is only going to help you. Uh, this man is doing an amazing work all around the board, whether it be media or in spirituality. He is, he is bar none, one of the best people I know and everybody should go and get involved. It's something you can ultimately and truly benefit from on the most fundamental levels of your being. So also, I want to go and talk about uh, BroadcastTeamAlpha.com. You can check out all the shows that him and Nori do. Nori Love is an amazing woman. She's a great, great person, just like Augie is here. And they go over some of the most pertinent information and some of the most direct information about the truth and what is the truth and the constructs of what truth is on this program. And it is truly an exceptional program. I watch it all the time. I saw a couple episodes. With, I saw one with Michael Feely on it. It was incredibly intense. I mean, oh. you guys do an amazing job. So with that, with all that being said, Augie, I'm going to give you like two minutes. Just, you know, if you want to say something to the audience before we go, and then I'll, I'll wrap this up for us. Okay. Well, <clears throat> I want to let me talk to the people that are sitting on the fence let me shake the pole a little bit so you come off at least one side of the fence because you do some more research and things will develop for you to the point where you can understand the truth not just what you are told what i said here in this show don't necessarily believe it blindly do go and do your own research go to the nobel committee's website read the papers google it or should i say maybe duck duck go it leave google alone and do your own research because it's got that's where i i like i got a lot of stuff from there so uh, you can find the same things and then Come and join us on Sundays in the Mastermind. Uh, I'm getting emails from people weekly say they changed my life because now it's different. I got a different understanding. And uh, I mean, some of the stuff that we've been able to do by joining our minds, it's just incredible. So come check it out. It may not be for you, but come and check it out and then find out. And visit us on uh, Broadcast Team Alpha and go down and look at the, there's some videos there that I did and explains the universe. And um, I even uh, you know how to stay healthy always and the, all kinds of things there. And of course, check out the book, Spiritual Science, Higher Conscious Thinking and How to Access the Universal Consciousness where I teach people how to use their mind in ways they normally would think would be impossible. I also deal with time travel in here, the la one of the last chapters. 
it shows you how you can do these things. But I'm one of the, there's only two people that I know that has actually pictorial evidence of time travel. I'm one of them. And it's on one of my websites. In fact, it's on the website. You can find it in the picture gallery. Absolutely amazing. And thank you again, Augie. And I'm just going to say at the very end of this, you know, what we've accomplished here today is we've given you um, a bit of an edge above everybody else. We're giving you the ability to go and look this stuff up for yourself, find ways to reverse your aging and figure out ways to better your 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 inner being, your your frequency and your mind. Question everything. And I mean, do you really do you want to get younger looking? Do you want to feel better about yourself? Just these are the questions that everybody's asking themselves, but don't really know the answers to. We're trying to give you an outlet for those right now, or at least explore what they are. And also, like Augie said, don't trust what we say. Do it all yourself, because that journey in itself will change you for the better as well. It'll open your mind to a lot of different things that you may not have known that were there or help you get into things or look into things that you may not have thought you were interested in. Life is a journey and we're going to be on it for the long haul, me and Augie. And uh, a gentleman like Augie is so filled with information and he tries to help people on so many different levels that he is some of the best of us. He should be held in some of the highest esteem that there is. Uh, I I truly enjoy this this gentleman's, the way he he presents it, the way he talks about it. And, you know, He's he's my people. Augie is my people. And uh, oh, well, thank you. But quit talking like that. I'm going to get big headed before you're done. <laughs> well, I have to say it. You know, I have to say it because you guys. I look up to you guys. You guys have paved the way for us and what we do. And and, and it's <laughs> remarkable. And I have to give you that credit because without people like you, Augie, people like me wouldn't be here right now. So you know, and I'm not saying I'm held in any high esteem, but I wouldn't be where I am. And I ultimately am appreciative of that. And I thank you. And like I said, I love you to death, brother. And everybody out there, I appreciate you coming by and listening. Me, we're definitely going to do a part two to this one because we literally barely scratched the surface. We just touched on two small points. Me and Augie could go on for almost probably days. If we had a, if we had the energy to go for days, we could go for days. But but at this moment in time, we're only going to leave you with that just to give you a peek, peek your interest a little bit and have you come back. Okay. And also one last thing for the people that is watching this later on, go to Broadcast Team Alpha and look for the interview that uh, Nori and I did with Rob, which is supposed to happen very shortly. But by the time you see it, it is past news. So go look at it because that's going to be a good one too. I can't wait. I can't wait. It's going to be amazing. I can't be, you know, me and you can go on the conversation and then you throw Nori into it. It's going to be like the trifecta because she comes from a totally different angle than a lot of us do. And that's incredible. Incredible. Oh, yeah. I I got to chime in on this one because uh, me and her have worked together probably for about three years or so now. And the thing about we think different. And I'm more into the nuts and bolts part of the world where I, I want an explanation and she is on the spiritual side more so and the feeling and the emotion and she put color to what i talk about and that's why we overlap so well you we don't you agree guys, on everything yeah. but you just get the complete experience is what yeah. you do the complete experience which is all you could ask for i mean literally you can't ask for better than that 
It's really what it comes down to. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. All right, guys. This has been an incredible. We're gonna we're gonna sign off now. Uh, please check out the YouTube Full Spectrum Universe. If you're seeing this live on Facebook or if you're watching this on YouTube, go to our Telegram. We have a Full Spectrum Universe Telegram channel. We are also on Facebook itself. Please go and like and follow the page. We just hit a thousand followers yesterday, and uh, we're slowly, slowly but surely making our way up the, up the uh, echelons here. But I want to thank everybody for joining, and this is Full Spectrum Universe. My name is Rob Yox, that's Aggie Nost, and we are signing out.